Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of our One Earth podcast and this is your host for the day, Nemeth Singh. This episode is brought to you by MASH Project Foundation. MASH is an award-winning social enterprise that empowers purpose-led organizations and individuals to lead social change and climate action by making them aware, building the capacities and amplifying stories of impact. The One Earth series is an initiative where we bring together perspectives from leading industry experts working across sectors who have set out to make a difference in climate sustainability and ESG through research, webinars, and podcasts. Plastics have become a part of everyday life. They're used in food packaging, cars, and innumerable household uh, items we rely on for a better quality of life. The production of plastics has increased substantially. India is generating about 3.5 million tons of plastic waste annually, and it has almost doubled in the last five years. And the single largest category of plastics is single-use plastics. These disposable plastics, which are used only once before they're thrown away or recycled, are largely used for packaging and generate the most waste. In the fourth United Nations Environment Assembly held in 2019, India has piloted a resolution on addressing single-use plastic product pollution and aligning with this vision, the single-use plastic ban was implemented in India from July 1st, 2022. In today's episode, we'd understand the opportunities and challenges that lie with the single-use plastic ban and what's next for companies and individuals in terms of adopting sustainable packaging. Today, we have a very special guest with me. He's Dr. Ranga Prasad. He's currently the business head of Packaging 360, a Mumbai-based knowledge service provider, vertical under catalyzing new technology expositions and services. Dr. Ranga Prasad is a chemical technologist by training, having earned his PhD degree in 1992. His core competence lies in the areas of polymer material science and technology, polymer compounding, processing and testing, application and product development, packaging material science and technology, barrier polymers, package testing and validation, and bio-based, biodegradable and compostable polymers. Hello, Dr. Ranga Prasad. How are you doing today? And welcome to One Earth Podcast. Yeah, hello, Anamad. Thank you very much for the kind introduction. Greetings to all the listeners as well. That is great. We are so happy to have you on our podcast today. It's my pleasure as well. And I'm very happy to be on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. So Dr. Ranga Prasad, the adverse impacts of littered single-use plastic items on both terrestrial and aquatic ecosystem, including in marine environments, have been globally recognized. Addressing pollution due to single-use plastic items has become such an important environmental challenge confronting all countries. And recently, India also put a ban on single-use plastic items from July 1st. Based on this, could you reflect some of your thoughts on the changing single-use plastic landscape in India and what are the ongoing trends as of now? Yeah, thank you, Nehmet. And I think that's a good start. It's a very pertinent question that you have put up right at the beginning of this discussion. Uh, I grew up in an environment or an academic environment wherein we were told we were living in the plastics age. Plastics became the material of choice in everyday applications, displacing paper, metal, glass, for reasons which have been well documented in uh, literature as well as in uh, commercial applications. Some three decades later now, regretfully, we find plastics has become a much hated word 
especially among the environmentalists. An ugly human habit of littering, that is use and throw, has given rise to this problem, which has now manifested itself as plastic pollution all over the world. I agree that the uh, plastics, especially those coming under the banner of single-use plastics, has contributed very largely to this adverse image and poses a challenge to the municipal waste management infrastructure. Products like the thin carry bag has become uh, ubiquitous everywhere, and this has become an eyesore which has caught the attention of environmentalists and therefore the call for putting a ban on such products, which could not be collected and brought into the available recycling stream. To be fair, the government has given sufficient time and enough extensions to producers and consumers alike to become more responsible towards the environment. Unfortunately, the casual approach to this problem has culminated in the ban being brought into force this year. Hmm. I will... I will not be getting into the specific products under the ban, but rather discuss the implications of the ban and the changing landscape. First of all, the ban has effectively brought closures of many MSME units involved in the manufacture of single-use plastic products, which means loss of livelihood. But on the other hand, the plastics recycling industry has taken off in a big way with many brand owners in both the FMCG and the uh, food and beverage sector. Have, uh, and the polymer raw material suppliers have started supporting the recycling ecosystem. Though rigid plastics recycling is fairly well established in India, the collection and recycling of flexible packaging waste, the multi-layer films, laminates used in snack foods still remains a big challenge. At the other end of the spectrum, we see the evolution of startups engaged in developing alternatives to single-use plastics. However, the product portfolio is now limited only to tableware, spoons, forks, cups, foot trays, etc. These alternatives, which are based on natural or bio-based material, have still a long journey to travel before they meet the technical and the uh, performance requirements of flexible packaging used by the uh, FMCG and FMB brands. I hope yeah. it does, uh, addresses the uh, most of the uh, queries in the in the first part. Absolutely. No, thank you so much for, you know, sharing your thoughts on this. And since you also brought up this point of MSMEs, and, uh, you know, we were seeing that a lot of uh, these small industries, small and medium enterprises were using plastics, but uh, somehow this has also been challenging for them as to how do you transition, suddenly transition out. And uh, I believe I also, you know, read in one of the articles that the certain initiatives such as workshop workshops being conducted by these MSME, uh, sorry, by the government for uh, the MSMEs to, you know, kind of uh, help them in transitioning to alternatives of single-use plastic. So I think we're moving uh, in the right direction. And along with this, if, uh, you know, if you could also highlight what some immediate and forthcoming challenges and opportunities that exist with the ban and uh, especially, I mean, I, I do mention that I've uh, talked about this uh, point on small enterprises, but also if you could uh, mention more on, on it. Yeah, okay. The uh, most daunting task uh, of this uh, plastics ban is lies in the implementation of the ban at all levels, national level as well as the, at the state and at the community level. Unless there is wholehearted uh, participation of all the stakeholders, this ban may become redundant, you know, like many of the many of the bans in other countries and also on uh, previous occasions. Now we are in August 2022, 
and uh, even now i find uh, thin bags are available everywhere with vegetable and fruit vendors as mentioned earlier there are a number of entrepreneurs who are engaged in the development of plastic alternatives uh, these really come under the sec- uh, under the domain of the msmes some mm-hmm. of the startups have developed packaging alternatives from agro waste and this seems to be the most promising for scale up and commercialization right. however the price point of these alternatives is too prohibitive to gain widespread acceptance even among retailers and the shopping malls let's say for example you have to replace uh, a plastic carry bag of 120 microns with something which is uh, supposedly biodegradable made from an uh, from an agricultural waste source Uh, the price would be approximately uh, five times to ten times, and uh, if even paper bags, which is supposedly uh, uh, environmentally friendly or sustainable, is still uh, is still uh, more expensive compared to plastic bags. So I think this material substitution, just by banning plastics, will not be the answer. We will have to address the root cause of uh, littering of the uh, products and the you uh, and the uh, and the products used by consumers but nevertheless a beginning has been made a discipline has to be enforced uh, and as you mentioned earlier the, the awareness uh, about the kind of uh, specification that need to be uh, borne in mind when making the single use plastics and especially for thin bags now that the uh, limit has been raised to 50 microns so that it can it settles in the environment and it can be picked up and collected and then brought back into the main recycling streams going along this thickness will be uh, taken to 120 microns and so there gives uh, sufficient incentive for even for the uh, waste pickers as well as the recyclers uh, right. to to make a business out of this now the uh, coming to the startup ecosystem the startup ecosystem is a very very uh, unique ecosystem in india however this needs careful uh, mentoring and uh, requires direction to enable them to transit from uh, laboratory products to the market uh, at this point of time a major challenge for the startups is the scalability and ensuring product quality and consistency because agro waste uh, is something which is beyond the control of uh, these people so they have to rely on whatever is available at the uh, at the farms or or at the uh, source the third challenge uh, for the uh, for these startups is that meeting the technical requirements and also the functional and uh, package performance requirements uh, when you uh, look at uh, the uh, fmcg and the fmb products so to sum up i think there, there is the, we are now in the transitioning phase from the ban being implemented now will come the uh, monitoring phase over the over the next one year or so and then probably in that interim you will see many of these alternatives getting widespread acceptance if they perform reasonably well as a substitute for single use plastics understood no i think it, this is very interesting also and i really liked how you pointed out about the pricing as well but but truly you know it's about making an entire system revolve around sustainable packaging and since it's just a transition phase right now people like all the uh, enterprises are still getting a hang of it as to what is going to happen and you know what's happening and um, in terms of monitoring i as well you know i believe there are certain portals and mobile apps that have started to you know come out there to check all the plastic menace so 
I think that's that's really important. And uh, moving on, you know, customers have uh, been wanting to, in fact, adopt such options also because you know they're all uh, they have this outlook towards sustainability, and so they have been wanting to adopt options that are sustainable. But with this, how do we increase the adoption of sustainable packaging materials, both from a company perspective as well as an individual? Okay, now by sustainable materials, I presume you are uh, referring to plastic alternatives. Right. Uh, as yeah, as I mentioned earlier, sustainable packaging is on everyone's wish list. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody wants to ban plastics, and everybody wants to move away and look for more sustainable uh, options. Absolutely. However, unless the alternatives to meet uh, to replace plastics meet the technical and the functional requirements of uh, FMCG products and food and beverage products, this will remain confined to what I refer to as tableware applications. Understood. So companies have uh, begun experimenting using novel packaging concepts like you must have heard of the paper bottle concept for home and personal care products, which is launched uh, by Procter & Gamble in uh, Europe and some other uh, markets. There's yes. a company, there's a startup in India as well uh, under the brand name of uh, Kagsi Bottles, which is uh, experimenting with this paper bottle concept. Right. So I think there, was, there is a beginning, there is a there is a thrust there is a it has to pick up momentum uh even brands uh so the beverage brands like in coca-cola is considering moving away to paper bottle and some have launched pilot trials uh pilot trials in advanced uh, consumer markets like the us and european markets in india we as i said earlier we are in this transition phase uh although the brand owners and people working in this domain uh, are conversant with the latest trends and the alternatives that we have consumer awareness as with respect to sustainability uh, is rather limited the, it, the customers need a lot of sensitization on mm. what exactly is the meaning of sustainability so from a consumer point of view uh, this is not the end of the plastic menace just by shifting to paper-based packaging is not going to end the plastics menace everywhere we still require industrial composting infrastructure to decompose these materials, which are called bio-based or even biodegradable packaging materials. But let me also tell you that, you know, bio-based or biodegradable or compostable materials doesn't give the cons consumer the license to litter. So this would not uh, vanish like a banana skin. Once you litter along the beaches or along the river bodies, the river water bodies or any other public place, even then, even if we were to switch to a plastic alternative, which would be perceived to be sustainable, bio-based, biodegradable or compostable, they would need to be collected and disposed of in a controlled environment so that it doesn't pose a threat to the environment. I hope uh, I have been able to give you a, uh, know, a very broad uh, top-down view of uh, how the uh, adoption will will take place you know to alternatives absolutely. absolutely no i think it is very imperative to you know uh, continue scaling up such changes and uh, it's it's the participation by by civil society also which is crucial to you know preserving the environment and uh, these were these are some really wonderful uh, insights shared by us and in fact this podcast is also towards sensitizing the youth and other people out there about uh, the space of uh, in the space of uh, sustainable packaging so that's great 
Uh, so moving on, uh, Dr. Ranga Prasad, could you also highlight the importance of adhesives and other stickers on products? Uh, are there alternatives that are being uh, produced in our country? And uh, how, how, do you, how do you see this trend moving ahead? Yeah, as far as the bottles are concerned, uh, the uh, labels must be first removed and the adhesives must be completely washed off so that uh, it doesn't uh, contaminate the recycling uh, process. And what you expect uh, uh, in the recyclate is a, is a clean material which can be used a number right. of times. So adhesive suppliers all over the world are working on developing adhesives which can be easily removed during the washing stage of the plastic recycling process. And so in that context, adhesives will play a very, very important part in the uh, in, in, in creating what are called uh, recyclable structures. It could be both uh, flexible as well as uh, rigid. And one of the major developments in this area is the area of wash-off labels, which is now picking up momentum in Europe. It has come slowly to India because, you know, in India, the recycling industry is very well established on account of, you know, there are certain companies uh, which have been operating for the last 50 years. Right. So... Uh, your question is very important from that point of view that once you uh, remove the uh, sticker label, you need a clean bottle which can be then washed, crushed and then brought back into the usable form for the next application. Great. Now, this, is, this is insightful for me as well. You know, I've been reading about it and I've been searching how these, um, how they've started also producing eco-friendly labels and I'm sure there's a long way to go, but slowly and slowly we get there as well. And uh, moving to our last segment, you know, what suggestions do you have for our young listeners who are interested in the space of sustainability and packaging, as well as we've started probably a new startup or or thinking of being coming in uh, coming in the space? Yeah, then this this is the thing that I enjoy most because I have also mentored many startups and I'm still. Uh, in touch with many uh, youngsters. What I find uh, amazing is that youngsters come up with solutions uh, which are truly out of the box. And they also think about solutions which will have uh, zero impact on the environment. And for youngsters who are listening to this podcast, the uh, future is sustainability. So whether it is, it's going to be electric vehicles or electric cars, food products or FMCG products or so that uh, and to encompass all this packaging sustainability is not just a buzzword or a or a, or a definition that is to be discussed only in textbooks or in conferences but it is a way you are going to practice your lifestyle in the next couple of years but what i'm also impressed about youngsters is that they are extremely well informed they are very deeply concerned about the kind of environment we have inherited in the last say uh, 5 to 10 years and what kind of uh, future are we are creating for ourselves and the next generation? Uh, so the, the youngsters are, in my discussions with them, I find them extremely concerned and extremely well-informed. And uh, the, the mind keeps working. They have taken it upon themselves to meet the sustainability challenges. And uh, I find right from the uh, university level students to even youngsters just out of college, they do participate in many of these sustainability challenges uh, organized by corporates, organized by state governments, and even at the national level. But uh, one of the things that, you know, the enthusiasm is great, 
but this has to be backed up by scientific R&D work, Definitely. testing and validation and established proof of concept. Otherwise, you tend to be uh, tagged as a greenwashing company, you know, be it a startup or any, anything else. So we don't want this greenwashing to take uh, precedence over people who have genuinely worked hard to develop a solution. Absolutely. So on that note, I uh, wish all the young creative minds, especially uh, I would like to compliment the MASH Foundation who have taken up uh, upon themselves, who are very working very hard in this domain. I wish you all the very best. I'm available for any kind of guidance so that you want. And I would also uh, suggest that you visit our website. It's a knowledge repository, www.packaging360.in, where you can learn. You can also listen to podcasts from at least 30 experts all over the world. And whatever question Nehemath has raised during this uh, discussion, you will find answers to almost everything uh, about sustainability and the circular packaging. Absolutely. No, thank you so much, Dr. Ranga Prasad. Those were some wonderful suggestions. And uh, yes, in fact, I did, you know, go through your website as well and uh, saw a few reports as well as white paper researchers. So it is really good out there. And uh, it was lovely talking to you and listening to your insightful experiences and knowledge. I'm sure our listeners enjoyed listening to you as much as we did. So if you liked our podcast, then do like and share with your friends. You can also visit our social media handles for more such content. Do not forget to follow at the rate mash project on social media. I hope we all opt for sustainable choices to fight against climate change. With that note, we would like to bid goodbye to you all. See you in the next episode.